0: Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Again. <laughs> yes, Lady J is on air today twice. So, um, thank you to all of you who tuned in for this morning's regular show of the Impossible Radio Show, where we talk to an amazing guest, Kathy Takaro. But this is a special edition, you guys. And trust me, you do not want to miss this. If you were tuned in to um, the Empowered Hour, special edition on Wednesday night. Oh my goodness, did you miss a treat with these wonderful, beautiful ladies um, of the I Survive Suicide book and movement. As you all know, this month is National Suicide Awareness Month. All right, so this is a topic that is not talked about enough at all, and that plagues People all over the world, and more so, especially the numbers continue to rise amongst our young people, our young people and young adults. So, um, I am excited to have um, been tasked with this assignment to launch this particular movement and book. And I am excited that the ladies that hopped on this project, um, man, did so because they have some amazing and powerful, uh, not just stories, but some tools and tips and some encouragement that can help you all that are either battling suicidal ideation or it has overcome the suicidal ideation, or if you are grieving someone who has committed suicide, or if you are an advocate. So without further ado, um, let me introduce the ladies of the I Survive Suicide movement. Um, That is Danielle Norris, Jashina Shelton, and Chantel Austin. Welcome to the show, ladies. Well, good
1: morning. Thank
0: you. you. Good morning. So um, a lot of people that know me, know my story I'm gonna try not to talk as much about myself but more so just interview them uh <laughs> last show he got a bit intense and emotional <laughs> and um yeah I, I want to uh I want everyone to get to know them a little bit better um so that's why I had them on the I'm Postle radio show because you all know this show is all about overcoming what seems to be impossible so um I'm going to start with Danielle um, real quick. Danielle, can you share with everyone um, who you are, where you're from, and what you do? I am Danielle Norris, also
2: known
3: as your butterfly. I am uh, from Indianapolis, Indiana, born and raised. Um, I am a therapist, mental health therapist, family therapist. Um, there's this individual therapy, behavior therapy, any kind of therapy, I do it, basically. Um, I graduated from Martin University with my master's in psychology, so um, a lot of people know me from there. A lot of people know me from the community work that I do, um, mentoring, a lot of family support, individual support. So um, that's just a little bit about me.
0: Awesome. Jashina, who you are, where you're from, and what you do.
1: Good morning. I am Jasheena Shelton. I am the co-founder of one of the fastest-growing family support agencies in Indianapolis, Laser Project. I am also the director of Blessed and Know Ad Ministries, where we do provide life coaching and grief support to
3: those who are in need.
0: Awesome. And Chantel, who you are? Where you're from? And what you do?
3: Good morning. My name is Chantel Austin. I'm from Gary, Indiana. Um, I have a foundation um, that's called "You Are Worth Fighting For." All council matters, and we tied in with um, suicide, PSTD, domestic va- violence, and veterans, um, homelessness. Um, I also wrote a book called "You Are Worth Fighting For: um, Council War and Marriage," um, and I'm also a manager at a bank.
0: Awesome. So, ladies, can you um, share real quick? why you joined the I Survive Suicide Movement and and book, why you decided to um, share your the intimate details of your story to the world.
1: Sure, so this is Jashana. Oh either way. Um so this is Jashina and I decided to join Mo because I felt at that time, um, when the opportunity arose, that young women, especially my daughter's peer groups, um, needed to know that even if you don't meet other people's expectations, life is still worth living. And so, it was, again, it was kind of selfish the way that I joined because I wanted to reach my daughter and her peer groups. But then I realized that it's bigger than that, and I'm excited that I've
3: joined. Awesome. Hi, I'm Chantel. Um, I joined because I felt that I went through the process of suicidal, and I wanted everyone to know that you can overcome anything and let them know to, it is help out there. You just have to reach out and help. Reach out and look for help because it's out there and let people know that you're not alone. Don't be afraid to ask for help. That's awesome. And this is Danielle. I want to reason that... I joined the movement was I want to help dismantle this stigma that's associated with um, not only who try to attacks and who try to attempts and ideation in the, um, in the black and brown communities, but also um, just dismantle this stigma that um, it's not happening to us and we don't do it because it is happening It's happening to us and we are doing it. And so right. that's one of the reasons that I wanted to uh, join this movement is to share some light.
0: Um, and above all brain symptoms. Awesome. And, of course, me, Lady J, um, I decided to create this moment because I felt it was really important for individuals to know, one, they're not alone. Two, suicide is not the answer. Um, It is a permanent decision. You're making a permanent decision in a temporary situation. And three, um, it is, as Danielle said the other day, 100% preventable and four um i want people to know that uh there is no weakness in reaching out for help and addressing the trauma and pain that leads to the symptoms um that in uh ultimately lead to the suicidal ideations um i have talked uh at least four people down from suicide in the last five years I have come across people that were suicidal um in the past four or five years uh numerous people especially young people and um I know what it's like to be there I know what it's like to um commit the act of suicide and go through the pain of whatever harm you've inflicted in yourself and still live I know what it's like to feel that it is the answer so I I want I wanted people to know that um this is a serious situation, especially in the African-American community and understand that what goes on in this house stays in this house is no longer acceptable. So, um, that is, um, why I started this movement along with losing a friend, uh, Melanie Franklin Johnson to suicide on June ninth, 2017, who had a uh, battled, uh, with this, uh, uh, her whole life. And, um, never really grasped the um, the magnitude of what she possessed inside and how her story, you know, um, could change the lives of others. Um, you know, it was kind of up and down, and, and she struggled with it. So this is why this movement and this book exists. So um, with um, all of you who are here on the call, you all um, develop suicidal ideations for different reasons. Um, and all of you are advocates or behavioral therapists or mentor and or mentor. So tell me from your personal and professional perspective, um, how does one's personal experience impact the lives of those who are currently battling suicidal ideations?
1: So, this is saying again, great question. What I found is that when I am able to be transparent, it makes me more relatable um, with my clients and with other peers. And so, it kind of breaks that, oh, you're here. No, I'm just human like you, and I, I go through life like you, and the experiences you're having are similar to the experiences I was having. So, maybe my tools can help you Move forward, and if not, maybe we can still plug you into some other resources that will help you um, during your time of trauma or your time of crisis or your time needing a friend and a
3: listening ear.
0: Awesome, Daniel? I'm sorry, could you repeat the question? How does your personal experience positively impact? Um, others from a personal and professional uh, standpoint? How does your uh, personal experience uh, positively impact the lives of those that are currently battling suicidal ideations?
3: I think that it has made me more relatable. um, As strange as that may seem, Um, a lot of people um, think that, you know, to the average eye, I don't look like the person that will be going through these type of things or have battled these type of thoughts or have um, had these type of fights. Um, however, I, I, I very much am. Um, my, my my family dynamics, you know, I, I have both of my parents. Um, I have great support systems, um, but that didn't um, shield me from, from having these thoughts and um, committing these acts. Um, so I think that my personal experience has really made me more relatable, and I am um, a mother, so it's also able to help me as a mother to be able to understand, you know, some things that my children may be going through, mm-hmm. um, and then just as, as well as, as a mother, um, some things that my mother may have felt um, or has felt during the times when I was dealing these things. So I just think that overall it's just made me more relatable. Um, and easier to um to to just kind of meet people where they are.
0: Awesome. Chantel?
3: Um, I'm like Danielle. I feel that it did make me relative because I have been there. I have um back okay, back in the day I used to be like, What you want to commit suicide for? Is she crazy? You know, when you are young in my twenties. Right. What's she want she crazy. I would never check my life, you know. But then I encountered suicide due to all the medication I was taking the counselor and everything. So now I feel, and I'm going to address what she went through. One of my friends was, you know, when she was trying to commit suicide. So I understand now what she was going through when I did it myself. Mm-hmm. So it's like now, like Daniel said, I can relate to her pain that she was going through, which I didn't know what she really was going through. Cause you know, back in the nineties, you looking at the fact like, what well, she committed suicide. First she crazy. We call it crazy. Now, don't need to call no one crazy because everyone has a you can have a mental breakdown because mm-hmm. that's what i felt that i had right so i can relate to people because i've been there i've been there so i now i know how they feel and that's why i say i want to be able to tell them you're not alone because i've been there don't be ashamed i've been there
0: right i think that the um when it comes to uh those who have suicidal ideation and, and like chantel chantel just uh touched on a very important thing where people look at other people and are like, Oh, they're crazy. It's not that deep. Why would you kill yourself over, over this or over that? And if you have not experienced the magnitude, because see what you're seeing is only the surface. You have no idea what that person has endured behind closed doors. And, you know, a lot of people say, well, well, it's not that bad or it's not that deep. We have to understand that each individual has been exposed to, uh, not only, uh, certain circumstances but different um, environments and you don't know um, uh, the level at which they were exposed or how long they were exposed so you you cannot speak on what you do not know and um, it is very easy to slip into that type of mindset if you have not done the necessary surgery of um, removing or addressing. Um or uprooting those things that uh those traumas those experiences that you have um endured um because as we all know if you if you have a bullet wound, you can't just put a bandaid over it it ultimately it's gonna get infected it's gonna kill you it's gonna travel, you have to do the surgery to get it out and so that it can heal from the inside out um, that's the same thing with life, and so um with uh, your, your stories, um, uh, 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 with your, um, particular method of committing suicide. I know, um, Daniel, in the book, you talk about the time where you used, um, a glass to slit your wrist, Jashina swallowing pills and Chantel using a loaded handgun. Why did you choose those particular methods to commit the act of suicide?
1: So this is just,
3: okay.
1: Go ahead. Mm-hmm.
3: No, you go uh, The reason why I choose the loaded handgun because I wanted to make it quick and simple. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to suffer and feel no pain or no one really trying to save me. So I decided that I want to use a handgun because, pow, you gone. Mm-hmm. With no feeling, nothing. Didn't have to worry about the pain, the suffering, anything, or just sit there once you shoot it. I said that in my head, I would be completely gone. Okay. So that's why I choose that one. All right.
0: Jashina.
1: Yeah, so for me, it was what was available. At the time, I was just in so much pain. I wanted the pain to stop. What do I have around me that would help me stop this pain?
0: Okay. And Danielle? Um, for me,
3: when I chose the, the broken glass, that was, um, I was maybe... 22 or 23 at that point, that was like my second attempt. Um, but at that point, it was a very split decision. It was um, I had gotten so angry and so frustrated, I actually pulled the glass from my hand to the point that it broke in. And at that point, it was out of all raw emotion. Um, I just said, I'm going to use this glass, and this is going to be over, and it's going to be it.
0: Um, and that was what was mine at that, that particular time. Okay Um, and for me Lady J I talk about the time where I drank clean, cleaning fluid it was actually Mr. Green to be exact very powerful cleaning fluid if you all don't know what that is Um, and this particular time was my third attempt of suicide at the age of 15. Um, I had already Tried swallowing pills. That didn't work. I tried stabbing myself in the stomach with a steak knife. Um, That was when I was 15, too. I I, uh, swallowed the pills at 14. And so this time, I decided if I drank cleaning fluid, then it would just completely burn my insides and shut down my organs. Um, I didn't even think about how long it would take me to die. I know that it had the potential to, you know, maybe take a few minutes, maybe, or hours. So I just wanted wanted it to succeed this time. So that's why I chose that method. Um, we're going to take our first break. And when we come back, we're going to dig a little deeper and continue the conversation um, with uh, I survived suicide. So stick and stay. This is your girl, Lady J. And you are ten- tuned into a special edition of the Impossible Radio Show right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network.
2: Are dying and people are crying for a savior to come and save us from this world now God I'm calling your name cause my world does need Change. In Jesus' name, so.
0: Subscribe yet to our free online digital interactive magazine, The Ego Magazine? No? Well, head on over to www.egoentertainmentnet.com and subscribe now. This magazine is all about showcasing and supporting excellence in communities everywhere from music, arts and culture, relationships, finance, education, politics, sports, news, and so much more. While you're flipping through the pages, just click on the tense on the pictures that you see and you'll be taken to a whole nother world behind the articles at ego entertainment everyone is a star there is something in it for everyone and i hope you are positively impacted by what you see and will continue to support this is your girl lady J, owner and operator of ego entertainment and creator of the ego magazine enjoy
2: This
0: is Kiki Wyatt, and you're tuned in to JQLM Radio. All right, and we are back. Thank you for sticking and staying with us right here on the special edition of the Impossible Radio Show with your girl, Lady J, right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. And we have been talking to the I Survived Suicide authors and um, advocates for the movement. So uh, Danielle, Jashina and Shantel. Um, They, before the break, shared with you all a little bit about um, their stories and why they chose um, the methods that they did to actually commit the act of suicide. And as you see, God saw fit to have each and every last one of them survive and still uh, be here. Um, So my next question to you ladies is, when I reached out to you all and asked you to be a part of um, I Survived Suicide and um, shared with you the story of um, the young lady that committed suicide and why um, I wanted to do this, can you tell me what um, went through your mind?
3: First off, when you reached out, this Chantal, I'm sorry. When you reached out to me, when um, you told me about your friend had committed suicide, I got kind of depressed and felt bad because I was thinking there's always a way out, you know, especially if she left the child behind that That's what made me really sad because the child now is suffering because the mom is not here. Then I realized that, hey, I can be able to tell my story of how I overcome this battle, this evil battle that was going through my mind to commit suicide and to help someone else if they're going through the same thing I was going through so that's what and I was an honor that you could call and asked me to be part of your movement
0: all right Jashina
1: so absolutely it was an honor to be and it is an honor to be a part of this but when I fr- like so I was nervous I was scared I was like wait My family doesn't even know about this. Am I ready to really make it public? And what is the backlash going to look like? Because there was still part of me two years ago who was overly concerned about the opinions of others. But I could not let that hinder me from the message of hope that had to get out. Because I now know that suicide is
0: preventable. Awesome. Danielle? Um,
3: When I was contacted about doing it, I was really just like, wow, this is uh everything was lining up with perfect alignment. And I had been thinking about um, a way to be, to make my pain be purposeful. Um, and though I'm not saying that, um, you know, someone should do this and, you know, find their purpose. Right. So it's just a subsequent uh, of the things that I have done um, and have to make, I'm at a point in my life where everything has to make sense, you know, we got to make it make sense, make it make sense. And this was just a way for me to make that portion of my life, make a little bit of sense and to be able to help. And, um, you know, like I said, help dismantle the stigma that this is not the stigma within our community, um, and the lives that this is happening. This is not happening, um, to us.
0: Right. So, um, Jashina, you touched on something um when you just spoke about um, worried about the backlash. So if have any of you experienced any backlash with speaking out so uh transparently and in detail, in explicit detail about your your um stories and not just the act of committing suicide, but the things that you endured that led to um that particular mindset? Um, have you experienced any backlash and if so um, how do you go about addressing that?
3: I wouldn't so say that is I have sh- experienced sh- back- uh- okay. back- backlash per se but what I have experienced is a lot of questions like well when did that happen and why were you this and it's it caused a lot of people to be more um, more to look kind of deeper into themselves um, and what, what's what been going on in them, in their lives and how to uh, overlook some of the, uh, how people have overlooked some of the signs and what are not typical signs um, and symptoms of uh, depression and suicidal ideations and um, attempts. You know, people think that it, it looks one way. So th- while I haven't experienced any negative backlash, I, d- I wouldn't say. I have experienced a lot of questions and the people re-examining um, what this could
0: look like in their lives. Right. Go ahead, Jashina.
3: Oh yes. Yeah, so I have
1: not experienced negative backlash. What I have had over the past week is a whole lot of in-depth conversations. Whereas with, with with very close people, or well, I thought we were close, and and I found out that it's a lot of superficial answers. When you check in on people like, hey, how you doing? Girl, I'm good. And now the conversation is, girl, I'm not good. Right. I wasn't good, but I didn't want to tell you because I thought." now people are saying, I'm so glad that you were transparent and I can tell you what was really going on with me. I'm like, Wait, what? No, I, I love that. I like that.
2: <laughs> Ooh.
3: Yes,
0: Yes. Yes. Uh, Chantel?
3: I really just had a couple of people um, inbox me, you know, telling me that why you tell your business like that. You know, that should be personal. Um, why you bring it out in public for the whole world to hear that you tried to commit suicide? But I told them, um, first off, you didn't know it because you really didn't keep in contact with me because when I started my suicide question, okay. you walked off from me. Mm-hmm. You know, when I needed you the most, and needed someone there for me. And I told the girl, I said, you wasn't there. My husband was in Afghanistan. And you're supposed to be my friend. And I was telling you I was going through something with this chemo, but you walked off. You told me that's nothing. That's what chemo do to you. Mm-hmm. So she didn't back. I said, so now when I tried to take my own life, I had no one. I said, so I'm trying to help someone out there who's going through the same thing I'm going through, I went through, to let them know that it is a better solution and it's health out there. Then I didn't know it was health. You know, so I got people telling me that I'm letting the whole world know my business. And, you know, they're not really aboard with it. A couple of my friends, they said because they like the type that secretive. Mm -hmm. But like I told one girl, I said that you're not too much secretive because you're going through similar stuff that I'm going through. That I went through, rather. I said, but you don't want the help. Mm
2: -hmm.
3: You know, so she said that she's going to look into more of the movement. She told me this morning to see if she can get some help. I said, it's help out there. I said, you have to listen to our talk shows. I said that Lady J has a lot of resources. I said, we're trying to get this move before it's too late, before you go and commit suicide. Because she did say one while she thought about committing suicide last year. Mm -hmm. But she said she thought about her kids. But she said it do rings in her mind every now and then. That's how she said it. Mm -hmm. But I told her I'm here for, we here for, if you need anything, You can contact So that's why my story is out there because you just said I'm telling my business, but I'm trying to help you. My business got me helping you.
0: Right. So um, for me, I believe that, um, listen, there is a certain level of, I think there are levels to freedom, uh, certain types of freedom. And there is something so powerful in, uh, being liberated from, uh, bondage or your past to the point where you get, uh, um, more joy out of being able to use or allow yourself to be used to help other people, um, versus trying to save face, being a, um, a, a public success and a private failure. Um, I have absolutely no shame in the things that I have endured or the, the, the um, decisions I have made along the way, because without them, I would not be who I am and where I am today. And I think that we have to stop telling other people to stop telling your business. Stop. Ne- Listen, what you go through is not for you. God did not bring you out of something for you to sit on it. it, it it's not a hundred percent for you. It's, it's not, if that was the case, then you would never cross paths with other people who are going through exactly what you're going through. Imagine the lives that could have been saved. Had you just opened up your mouth? Imagine, um, how many people are tied to your obedience And how many people you bless because you are being obedient. But also, think about the level of or the number of people that are being cursed because you chose to be disobedient. So, um, I want people to really, really think about that. Um, Because I wish that there was somebody who came to me at 11 and at 12 and 13 and 14 and 15, and opened up and was as transparent as I am right now. Um, That is why I am completely transparent with uh people that I encounter, especially young people, because I want to be for them what I wish I had. If God had not had his hand on my life, I would be dead. As many times as I tried to commit suicide, I would be dead. There's... It, it, but because my purpose here was not completed yet he allowed me to live and sometimes you know when i shared the story of melanie um with you all you think about well man um why did i get to live and she didn't like why did you allow her to die and i didn't you know you think about those things and um you also develop some form of guilt sometimes so um with that being said um What is it that you ladies hope um, other people get from your story? Um, Or I should say, actually, with the tools that you that you acquired, the lessons that you've learned in this whole journey. um, What are some of those um, that you can share with other people who are going through this?
3: For me, I think it's been um that emotions are are very temporary they're not permanent um even happiness is not a permanent uh feeling any any emotion that we that we deal in right. yes and, and that that makes it so much um more precious when you are in a happy space and a happy time and a happy moment to be very grateful for that time and that space because um our moments are not happy, and all, you know, all all of your emotions are not from a happy and joyful space all the time. Um, and God gave us all these different emotions and feelings and all of this stuff to, to experience. Um, so, you know, it's, it's okay to go through them. It's okay to go through a sad and uh, a down time. Um, but it's not going to be permanent, but it's okay to experience it because God gave us that. Emotion and that uh, that feeling to feel, um, but we don't have to stay there. So there, um, that 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 was my number one thing, and I think that's one of the things that I uh, that I navigate to the most, even in this space in my life, is that these moments and um, these emotions are not uh, permanent. And right. a lot of times I find myself acting um, in a lot of emotion, just oh, just out, off the. Pure emotion of it all, and I am a work in progress. So I am still working um, in that and with that. Um, and, I, and but that, that's that's my, that's my biggest thing right now that I'm working with and working through. And uh, one of my biggest takeaways is something that I try to uh, help people to understand that you may be feeling down right now, but that downness it, it, it will subside, it will go away, and uh, brighter days are to come. Amen. 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 Well, mine's the same as um, Danielle, you know. You can't stay down
2: always. Mm -hmm. You
3: always got to get up from there. I look at the fact now by me going through suicidal and all the stuff I went through that made me end up to try to take my life was that God's not down. He's up. So you just got to fight for yourself. If no one fights for you, just fight for yourself. Keep going. Pray. Get some help. Try to get a support team. Try to um, be encouraged, always say something positive, don't always think that, look at the bad, it's going to always be the worst, because I say, tell people a lot, I've been through it, baby, I don't think nobody, besides Lady J and people on the line here, have been through it the way I've been through it,
2: mm-hmm. and I tell
3: people, it's not over yet, it's not over till you take your last breath, and then mm-hmm. you still thank them for that, so to me, I have turned to God more since all this suicidal and my illnesses. So
1: just
0: mock, just keep looking up. Like you say, it's, it's possible. Right.
1: Tashina? Uh, yeah, for me, it's. I've learned two major things. The one is resiliency. Not only do I have to look back at God's track record in my life of, of, of being there for me and with me, yes. but I also have to look at my track record. Girl, you went through this, you went through this, you went through this. And so now you want to give up? No, ma'am. No, ma'am. you didn't go through that for nothing. Right, right. So, so keep pressing forward because there's, there's something great. It's something. You can't see it now. You digging, you dirty, you crying, all that. Fine. There's something after that. And so I had to, I, I that was the first piece, the resiliency piece. And then the second thing was to really know that I'm not alone in this. When, right. when, so it's for a second to get biblical. When they say he's the God of angels' armies, Yes, I'm not yes. alone in this. Yes. But it's more for me than it's against me. Even though I can't see it. Right. Everything else that I've been through reminds me, you know, I was not alone. I don't even know how I made it through that car. I don't know how that happened. But it was the God of Angels armies that always had a way of escape and a protection plan in place, even when it was me against me. Right. And so those are my two right. two major skills or um things that I've gotten from
0: this. Right. So for me, I'm listen, I'm I'm with Jashina. She touched on it before I did. God's track record in my life has been impeccable, flawless. Okay. And when I think about how <laughs> the things that I've been doing from birth until now, there is no way, no way that I should still be standing, even if I even though I'm alive, I should be out of my mind, literally locked away for the rest of my life in somebody's asylum. Like, there is no way that I should be where I am. There's no other explanation but him. And when um, the word talks about uh, all things working together for your good, when we say we know what that scripture means, but then when we experience the bad within the all, then we assume that Oh, no, this, you know, this is too, this is too much. You know, I can't do this. Um, And then we turn away. No, when he said all things, he meant all things. You cannot really, truly appreciate the good until you have experienced the bad. If we think about Mm -hmm. it, our kids, our kids don't really appreciate the things that we get them if they have to work for something and they spend their own hard-earned money, oh, they're going to take care of it way better than the things that you, you know, the the things that you give them. And so we have to be mindful of that. Um, And that is uh, uh, one of the lessons among many that I have learned throughout my lifetime and understanding that um, who I am and whose I am has nothing to do with the, actions and the thoughts and the words of other people in in my life it has nothing to do with them that will never change so um that has been uh my lesson so I have one last question for you ladies that I want you to think about as we take our last break I know that we all have several things that have contributed to us making it this far but if you could speak on just one thing, one major powerful, impactful thing or individual. Um what would you say that would be that um had the most impact on you in your life and making it to this point? So think about that question and we'll be right back. Stick and stay Uh, This is your girl, Lady J, and you are tuned in to a special edition of the I'm Possible Radio show right here on JQLM Radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network.
2: of yours listening
0: to JQLM radio. Let's go. All right, and we are back. Welcome back to the special edition of the Impossible Radio show with your girl Lady J right here on JQLM radio, a division of Ego Entertainment Network. Ooh, that song, every time I hear that, I made it. Listen, y'all don't even know what that means to me, okay? (laughs) Um, uh, Everybody on this line, on this call right now, I'm pretty sure that y'all know uh, how powerful those words are. And to think, when you think about, and when people say, when I think about (laughs) the goodness (laughs) of Jesus and all that he's done for me, listen, (laughs) I don't even think they understand so um that one thing that you can say uh that impacted you the most in you making it this far what is that what would that be well for me outside
3: of um outside of just not creating um that, that was just most impactful um, and just finding that connection with um, my creator and um, really believing and, you know, it's, it's different when you say that you've got a relationship with the Most mm-hmm. um and then really having a relationship and mm-hmm. having to go through something to really say, oh, yeah, I know for myself I know this for myself. It's almost like um, saying that you love somebody until you really have to love somebody mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And, and then uh really knowing what loving somebody is uh through the the bad and the and the and the good and the ups and downs and all of that but I, outside of just my connection with uh my creator that was most impactful to me it was um For me to understand that I have a light, Mm -hmm. just a light that people are drawn to. Mm -hmm. Um, And it was not just my responsibility to myself um, and my responsibility to carry out the most hard work, but it's my responsibility to people for me to keep on living and shining my light and letting my light shine in the lives of other people. Because you know, my light is really just a reflection of God's light, um, so just letting that light shine, and that has been one of the things. Even I, I mean, I still, I I still today have very dark days, and even though my last attempt has been um, a while ago, a long time ago, um, I still drift into a very dark space sometimes, mm-hmm. um, and it's in those dark times that I have to be reminded. Of my light of God's light mm-hmm. um and that's what um that's that's really what keeps me going and that has really been impactful for me to know uh, to carry the responsibility of this light that shines in me that's not really mine, that's god's light and that's it
0: awesome,
1: I think that so outside of you know make the Bible really becoming a real. Uh, like love letter between God and me, and, and it became really real as I was going into these darker and darker places. I could understand and empathize more. Um, what really helped me shift from being one of those people who were the letter of the law versus the spirit of the law mm-hmm. was my spiritual um, mother. She, she was willing to be a real human seven days a week. So whatever that looked like, it didn't always look like, you know, oh, we're not... Whatever church rules were, she kind of operated outside of those rules. You know, she was unmasked, and she was okay with it, and God was still hearing her and answering her prayers. And I think that kind of gave me permission to be a real person and not just like a church puppet or, or, yeah, for -hmm. lack of a better terminology. And so I think without a role model or just a woman being real and showing me, You know, okay, you can be upset and you can be depressed and you can question God and you still got to get up. So what you going to do, you know, so, and being real with me, I think that paid, played a huge part in all of my recovery and not willing to even go back to that deep of a downward spiral.
0: Awesome. Chantel? Wow, wow. Um, with me,
3: basically it's similar to the same thing about God, um, I had thought he turned his back on me, which I kept saying it all in my book. So he turned his back on me. And then one day I heard him say, I have not left you yet. Just ask. Um, and then that's when I started going back to church and start praying and start opening my blinds because I had put everything in my house black. From black curtains, black furniture. I didn't have nothing white in there. I kept my yeah. um, clothes. I was living in a deep, dark place. I mean, and then my husband used to call from Afghanistan. He used to say, Why everything's so dark now? I said I changed the whole house. I'm depressed. It's dark. I don't wanna be here. Just leave me alone. And he told me, he said, Sean, I risk I would give my life to die in Afghanistan so you can live. He said, That's why I'm here. So you can take chemo, so you get the mental help you need. So then Sean, you can get everything you need. I'm risking to die over here. For you to live. And that showed me that I had someone in my corner that this man was willing to die for me so I can live and get the help that I need mentally from the um, depression, the suicidal, the help. And then from that day on, I got up and I said, God, this is not me. When I went to that um, meeting for the um, suicidal, I said, this is not me. I'm not this type of person. You know, and I started going to church, went back believing in God, telling people God is real, you know, because I could have killed myself. And from there, my grandson, he's always telling me, Grandma, you're not going to die is you, and that's there. I got the crying that triggered something in me, like my grandchild even sees something's wrong with me. But like everyone said, you don't want the help. So now I'm willing to help people get the help to show people it is the way out there. It's a way out. You just have to ask for
0: it. Awesome. So, um, outside of learning what it is to, um, for me, um, knowing God and being a Christian in the religious sense is, um, not what being Christ-like and understanding what having a real relationship with God is. Um, and in having a relationship, you come into contact with individuals that look like you that are as that are just as um I'll say plagued or as quote unquote filthy as you but they have this anointing over their life and those are the people that I tend to cling to because when Jesus was out among the people uh he was out with the murderers and the thieves and the and the and the liars and the prostitutes and and things of that sort those are the people that I that I see God in, and so my major, um, the, the person who made the biggest am- impact on me was my godmother, um, Tyne Northcross. She at sixteen, um, she took me in, um, to when I was homeless at fifteen. She took me in and she, she taught me about forgiveness. And I mean, really taught me about forgiveness. Why was it important? Why did it need to happen? And um, what did that look like? And how was that going to be the foundation of me being able to start my process of healing and moving forward? And so once she did that, I was able to forgive my mother, my father, those who sexually assaulted me and and so on and so forth. And the more you do it, the better you get at it. And um, so for me, that was the turning point in my life. That was how I was able to start letting go of the trauma, addressing it, understanding that this is what happened. This is how it made me feel. These are the things that are a result of it. And so now I need to let that go. And that was my, uh, that was the greatest lesson that I've I've learned, and the thing that had the most impact, um, on me being able to make it this far. So, um, I know we could go on and on and on, but we are down to the last nine minutes of the show, and y'all are in for a major treat. You ain't seen nothing yet, so you make sure that y'all tune in tomorrow night. Y'all can catch my on my live Facebook. Um, on the I Survive Suicide movement page or on my personal page, Jacquee Lente, J-A-C-Q-U-I-E-L-Y-N-N-T-E to watch us live um, for a dynamic show with Removing the Bandages um, hosted by Celinda D. of Atlanta, Georgia. We will be on there tomorrow night at 7.30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. So, But before we get off, I want all the ladies, please um, tell everyone of course, you can get your books, your your autograph copies um, from. Uh, these ladies individually, you can reach out to them. So I'm going to let them tell you how you can contact them and how you can follow them. And you can also go to www.isurvivedsuicidemovement.com. com. That's www.isurvivedsuicidemovement.com. com. Just click on the buy now button for your autograph copy. If you um, would not like an autograph copy, just click on the Amazon button uh, or icon. And if you are an online reader, click on the Amazon Kindle icon and make sure you go and read more about um, each individual here and about Melanie Franklin Johnson and you can join the movement to share your story or get some resources and tips and help, help and things of that sort um, uh, Daniel, can you tell everyone um, how they can contact you and where they can follow you uh, okay I don't know if we still have uh, Danielle Jashina, can you tell everyone how to contact you and where they can follow you?
1: Absolutely. So on Facebook, I am Jashina Shilton. Uh, my business is Blessed and Know It Ministries or Baki Ministries. So on Facebook, Baki Ministries, Instagram, Baki Ministries. Those are my
0: major contacts right now. Can you spell that for people? The first. Oh,
1: dot
0: yes. um... com. All right, um,
3: Chantel. Hi, you can find me at um, Chantel Austin on Facebook or my Facebook um, page, You're Worth Fighting For, with the number four. Also, my um, website, You're Worth Fighting For dot org, the number four, and You're Worth Fighting For at Gmail dot com and Instagram, You're Worth Fighting For.
0: Awesome. And for me, Lady J, of course, you can just go to my website, www.ladyj.co. That's L-A-D-Y-J dot C-O. And you can find out all things about Lady J. Connect with me on social media there. Um, I have several uh, uh, websites you can connect from, straight from the website and uh, several um, social media pages. So, um, ladies, if you could... Uh, leave the listeners with one thing, what would that be? Keep the faith.
3: Never give up.
1: Uh, I guess my one thing is suicide is preventable. Look around, reach out, find somebody, reach out.
0: Awesome. And, um, I'm going to go ahead and plug Danielle. You can follow her on Facebook at Danielle Norris. That's D-A-N-N-I-E-L-L-E. That's two N's in her name. And her last name is Norris, N like Nancy, O-R-R-I-S. So you can reach out to um, uh, either one of them. And Jasheena, can you tell everyone uh, once again what your uh, organization is?
1: blessed and ministries it's virtual ministry for virtually everybody
0: okay and um the laser project
1: laser project is our family support organization that is also on facebook hashtag the laser project l-a-s-e-r project
0: all right and um chantel you're worth fighting for um it's
3: um you're worth fighting for it's a foundation that's all cancer matters we deal with all cancer now, not just breast cancer. Any cancer out there, we help and support all cancer patients along with domestic violence, PTSD, suicidal, and depression.
0: Awesome. So, um, of course, Lady J has been out of commission for a while due to recovering from a ruptured brain aneurysm. But um, Life Support Company will be back in effect, hopefully as soon as. Um, I fully recover. So, um, but you can find out more about life support company and how we, um, provide services and, um, live interactive, um, sessions with, um, adults, young people and families. Um, you can find out more right there at www.ladyj.co. So please do not forget, go get the book. You do not want to miss out on that. Um, www.isurvivedsuicidemovement.com Please go like, follow, and share Um, on social media. We are on Facebook and Instagram. And uh, the website is I isurvivesuicidemovement.com. You can purchase your books there and join the movement there to um, participate in the interactive um, online community there on the website to um, get updates about any events, announcements, share your story there. If you want to be a part of the rollout for part two, the book two, to share your story, please join there. You can post there, um, share your stories, um, ask any questions. Um, Get connected to resources that it doesn't matter if you are battling suicidal ideation, if you have overcome it, if you are grieving someone that committed suicide or you are an advocate. We want everyone to join. This is not just for Suicide Awareness Month uh, of September every year. This is an ongoing epidemic all year long, all around the world. Um, So please, please, please um, reach out for help. There is help if you need it. Um, So and don't forget to, again, catch us tomorrow um, live on YouTube and Facebook with removing the bandages on the removing the bandages show with Celinda uh, Mumphrey, a.k.a. Celinda D from Atlanta, Georgia, tomorrow at 730 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. You can watch straight from my page. All right. So um, thank you again, ladies, for uh, being a part of this show um today and the movement um and as i always say um before i close out after all of the hell you went through the word through is an indication that you defeated the impossible too new adversities will come but overcoming them has already made you unstoppable the favor over your life incomparable which gives you the right to think and believe i'm possible All right, so that is the show for uh, today, the special edition. Um, Thank you all so much for tuning in, and I'm out, y'all. Thank you.
3: Thanks for having
0: us. Thank you.